0: I can produce hallucinations, impaired judgment. Damn it, DJ. It was not a hallucination.
1: Doctor, you were in the duct. You must have heard something. You must have seen something.
2: I did. About an hour ago, I saw my son lying on the examination table. And... And his legs
1: that's were if you don't mind my saying so, It
2: sounds a little like shock. Could it be that you're traumatized no. by seeing the body of no. excuse
1: me, no! <laughs> I've seen bodies before. This was different. She's right. Now, this, this is real. I felt, I felt heat.
0: This is not something that's in our heads. Smitty, have you seen anything unusual at all? No, I haven't seen anything, and I don't need to see anything, sir. But I can tell you, this shit is
2: fucked. Well, thank you for that scientific analysis, Mr. Smith. Monster. What's up, and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 120. This week, we are continuing our series, Horror in Space. Space,
0: space, space. Yeah, i
2: got to wait. i got to get the Terminator in there. This week, we'll be talking about two. Um, I, I think they're kind of lesser known. I mean, um, the one is more known, but I think it's underappreciated. We'll be talking about 1997's Event Horizon. And 2013's Europa Report. I am Mark Nato, and I'm one of your hosts tonight. And I would like to bring in first, and Vin. What's up, Vin?
1: Hey, what's up? Yeah, these are two interesting films, I think, to pair up. Uh, yeah we both both of these they have humans going into like a new space frontier and finding things beyond their ability to handle. um I am curious you know <laughs> to find out which one you think is the underappreciated one. <laughs> so I guess we'll find out <laughs> that we will.
2: <laughs> All right, well, let's bring in the taminator. What's up Taminator?
0: Oh, hi you guys I'm just uh hanging in there. I think the most horrifying thing in the world is um, pollen. I don't know why they don't make a horror movie about that, but uh, see, so yeah, I'm all jacked up on medicine. I'm ready to go. I think we're going to have a conversation about the underappreciated movie. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> she is. She is jacked up on <laughs> Zyrtec.
0: Yeah, uh, Zyzol. Zyzol. She, uh, she,
2: what she does is she like chops it up and just sniffs it straight up. That's so. what she <laughs> Well, very good. Very good. Um, let's go ahead and just get right into it, okay? And we will, as always, we're going to go ahead and do the eldest film first. So, that would be 1997's Event Horizon. Uh, this one this one is a sci-fi horror thriller. Uh, came out August 15th, 1997. One hour and 36 minutes long. And it is rated R. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 rating average there on IMDb. And it's got about 162,000 reviews. And then if you slip over to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you get a little bit of a different fl- f- uh, flavor here for this movie. Uh, it's got a 61% audience score with 50,000 plus ratings. But the tomato meter, which I believe is all the critics, right? mm mm-hmm. uh, that's a, that's at a 28%. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I think there's a, a big divide between what audiences think about this movie and what critics think about this movie, at least initially. Um, it is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, he's done a lot of stuff, right? I mean... The first Mortal Kombat, three um, yep. Resident Evil, Apocalypse. He wrote that one. He produced Three Musketeers. He just uh, wrote this new one that came out, that Monster Hunter. That was a big third. <laughs> um, Alien versus Predator. He did the screenplay for that. And as far as uh, directing uh, Death Race, remember that? I think that was Danny Trejo was in that. I'm not sure. if it, uh, The first Resident Evil um, I love that. Yeah, Pom- Pompeii, uh, which was you know about the uh, the volcano, but uh, he also uh, I guess directed the Monster Hunter uh, one as well, which that that did not get good reviews. So we're just gonna forgive him for that. Paul W S Anderson.
1: Um, I mean, to be honest, I don't think he's ever gotten good reviews really. <laughs> <laughs> his, his yeah. filmography is not one that is very well respected among critical circles.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, he he he's more of the action um you know even something like Three Musketeers he took it in the action direction and and which is you know there should be some action in the Three Musketeers movie but, but not it's
1: grounded just, in reality
2: action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so the cast here is, is actually pretty doggone solid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Lawrence yep. Fishburne, yep. as Captain Miller, Sam Neill, uh, as Dr. William Weir, uh Kathleen Quinlan, uh who this is somebody who um like I've seen uh, her and Jolie Richardson uh, who plays Lieutenant uh is it S- Stark? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think she's Both Stark. of those ladies are are actors actresses that like I know them. Where do I know them from?
0: So ahem, I, you know Kathleen Quinlan from "Warning Sign," which I tried to get you guys to watch. I'm just going to give you her horror cred. She was in "The Hills Have Eyes," okay. "Breakdown."
2: That might that might have been uh, "Twilight been
0: Zone" the movie, and then she was in a ton of like blockbusters, which. Okay. really i mean good for her but that's not my flavor of movie
2: you know you had me right there i know exactly where i know her from uh, uh from the twilight zone she yeah. was the she was the lady with the little boy who did the who could do the mind control and yep. stuff yeah mm-hmm. that was yep yeah i knew i knew her from somewhere i was like where do i know her from um and then jolie richardson i don't know where i know her from i i, I thought it was laura lenny or somebody at the um uh, at the beginning, I was like, is that Lauren, you yeah, know, but Jolie Richardson, uh, Richard T. Jones as Cooper, Jack Newsworthy as Justin and a young Jason Isaacs as DJ. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and, and give you this. Uh, oh, I'll tell you the, the writer, Philip Eisner. Philip Eisner is the writer of this film. Uh, he's done other films. Not actually not not too many. Sweet Girl, Firestarter 2, which was a TV miniseries, The Mutant Chronicles. Yeah, I haven't heard of any. Of those. <laughs> so this is this is actually kind of his magnum opus probably. Event Horizon follows a crew of astronauts sent on a rescue mission. After a missing spaceship called the Event Horizon spontaneously appears in orbit around Neptune after disappearing, I believe it was seven years yeah, earlier. Seven years, yep. uh, searching the ship for signs of life, the rescue crew learns that the Event Horizon was a testbed for an experimental engine that opened a rift in the space-time continuum and left our universe entirely allowing a malevolent uh, entity to possess the ship so there you go so why don't we uh, listen to the trailer when we get back we're going to talk about our first impressions on Event Horizon
1: At 0300
2: this morning TDRS picked up an automated navigation beacon broadcasting at two minute intervals in Neptune orbit Neptune orbit this is incredible. It's the Event Horizon. She's come back. The Event Horizon was the culmination of a secret government project to create a spacecraft capable of faster-than-light flight. The ship doesn't really go faster than light. What it does is it creates a dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. Where has she been for the last seven years, Doctor? That's what we're here to find out. After seven years in deep space... There were 18 people on board this ship when it disappeared. I want them all accounted for.
0: Opening outer door.
2: It came back abandoned. Any crew? Negative. This place is a tomb. But it didn't come back alone. Captain Miller! I've
1: got some problems here! This ship has been beyond the boundaries of our universe. Who knows where it's been
0: and what it's brought back with it? What is that?
2: What is it? This ship is reacting to us, and the reactions are getting stronger. What are you telling me? That this ship is alive?
1: I have such wonderful things to show you.
2: Oh my God! It knows my secrets. My fears. Vacate, I want off this ship. You can't leave. She won't let you.
1: God help us.
2: All right, we are back. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and lead this one off. Okay. Right, yep. uh, which I don't normally do, but uh, I'm going to, i to do it. Uh, I had never seen this one before. This is a film that, uh, I had heard a lot about, you know, you got to see this one. It's, it's, a uh, um, one of the, a few really good, uh, horror in space films. And, uh, so I was really excited to watch this. Uh, you look at the. You look at the uh, the poster art. You look at the, the the cast, and you're like, okay, this this can't go wrong, right? <laughs> um, and and I don't think it went wrong. Oh I don't think it. I don't think it went wrong. Um, I don't think it's it it never lives up to what I expected, but I don't think it's a bad movie uh, at all. Um, I think that it, it's it's definitely not Alien. Um, but my first impression is this is, is kind of like a haunted house slash Hellraiser in space.
0: That's, that's exactly what my notes say. Exactly what my notes say.
2: Yeah. That, that sort of thing. And, and while there are definite plot holes and, and there's, they don't really, um, give any depth to the characters and you don't really get to know them. And so you don't really care who dies and when they die and, and all of that. uh, the, the writing is is a little amateurish, I guess. So you would uh, uh, look at that and say, "Well, they they really could have done a lot better." But look look who they who they had to write this thing. I mean, we're talking about the, his only other credit is Firestarter 2. So, um, but other than that, I I still enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. I think there was some. Uh, despite poor writing the performances were pretty good and the the special effects the uh practical effects were pretty good now there was some crappy cgi yeah. in it uh but hey it was 1997 that was pretty much everything that was out was crappy cgi cuz they they finally realized they could start doing stuff you know with with the computers and the green screens and stuff and so everything <laughs> uh was was like that, but I was impressed that they did some practical effects as well that were good. Um yeah. So that that's what I would say is not not incredible, but but not horrible. Uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Vin in because I think Vin here with all these chuckles here, I, I think Vin hates this movie. <laughs> so come <laughs> on in, Vin.
1: Uh well I mean I saw this when it first came out. So I was like around sixteen. <laughs> Um and you know, both Hellraiser Bloodline and Leprechaun 4 in Space came out the year before. Uh and it was it's certainly better than those two films. Um and you know, I, I enjoyed the movie overall. I mean, I think I, I mean I was 16. Uh I was a perfect age, I think, <laughs> for this kind of movie. Um, but over the years, every time I've rewatched it and I've rewatched it like several times, it just kind of falls lower and lower in my esteem. Um it's a movie that it's frustrating because I like the idea of it. Um, and there are so many elements to it that I like, uh, but the execution just gets so schlocky. Um, you know, and the thing is too, in in the past few years, I've seen it kind of continuously held up as like this hidden gem or like, it's one of the best sci-fi horrors ever, you know? And it's, it's, I definitely do not agree with that assessment. Uh, (laughs) You know, it rather famously, actually a bunch of gore was edited out of this movie. Um, you know, 130
2: minute cut.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I always see the films, this film's adherence claim, uh, that the film would be so much better somehow if all that stuff was put back in. But I don't think like a guy being sodomized by a metal pipe is really going to help the writing. <laughs> or for the plot is, going on is that what was cut? That's, oh! one of the, that's one of the things that we lost, unfortunately. Yeah, going. Oh, um,
2: I really yeah. would have loved to <laughs> seen that.
1: No. Yeah, really but, Yeah, this, this would have been a four star by that point. Um, but I mean, you yeah, know, I, I think it's worth it. Just become very overblown over mm-hmm. the years, and I don't demy- deny anybody their enjoyment of it. I just don't think it's a particularly good film. Um, and it's a, it's an hour and a half, but it feels like two hours. Like I feel that second half of the movie drag. Uh, each time i watch it um but you know after hellbound it's my favorite hellraiser sequel so yeah. um there is that <laughs> oh stop
2: <laughs> can, can you imagine if it was uh pinhead
1: that would have been it cool practically is
0: it may as well have uh, been
1: yeah yeah it would have been more interesting honestly but it would have it would have um
2: all right terminator
0: um let's see so i I also saw this at the movies, and I'm not sure that I saw it since. So in 97, I would have been 29, a little bit older. I remember this being much scarier than it was this time. Like, something has happened. This did not age well at all. I I don't know. I remember, I'm not sure why I never rewatched it, but I remember, like, thinking that it was pretty cool at the time and, you know, that I think the uh, effects seemed pretty... Cool. Some of that stuff that was obviously scary at the time, just I was like, I don't know if it's just the bad CGI, like the missing eyes and a lot of that Hellraiser type stuff, just did not translate well. And I don't know that that's even, that's not fair of me to say that I'm not usually hard on a movie for that reason. I can't help it. It did mm-hmm. the best it could with what it had at the time. But for some reason, like, and then a lot of other problems <laughs> came to light that I don't think I noticed at the time. There's some problematic, like, stereotypical characterizations and, um, yeah, which we can talk more about, but it just has not aged well, and I think I wouldn't have any much good to say if I hadn't seen it a long time ago and was just, like, seeing it now for the first time. So, yeah, it's just, it's not what I remembered it was, but I love the cast, but, um, like, Lawrence Fishburne's was terrible in here. That was the most stilted, uh, I don't know. I was, his performance was terrible and normally I like him. Um, so, I, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, but I do, like Vin said, I also like this idea. I think it's a really cool idea. Somebody should redo this, you know, in the in the age of all these remakes. This one, like, might be a good one to do that too because there's a good story there that idea i mean that's kind of what 2001 was where we went somewhere that we weren't supposed to go and you know Mm -hmm. saw things we weren't supposed to see so it's a cool idea it just i it it just didn't translate real well for me
2: well did you know that uh paul ws anderson wants to shoot a new cut with the original cast. Did you know that?
0: No, I do not.
1: It doesn't excite me.
2: (laughs) Uh, Anderson tells cinema blend and we all know how trustworthy cinema blend (laughs) is. I think the only way to truly recreate the lost cut of event horizon is actually to shoot new material. Come on, paramount pictures. All I need is a bit of money and I can go and shoot all of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of de aging, and we can just go shoot the whole thing again. Yeah, no, and that was uh, you know this just came out, I believe, as a special edition. Um, yeah, screen, screen factory. factory. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do believe you know it does have that a bit of a cult following. There, there, there really aren't a ton of decent horror films set in space. And no, and true. as we as we have gone through and have been searching for some, it it, it does show you that there's there's not a lot um, outside of the alien franchise and and a few scattered here and there. So this one definitely has created sort of like a cult following in in the years um, following its original release. So um, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I didn't see that with. Lawrence Fishburne. I thought Lawrence Fishburne oh. just played Lawrence Fishburne. That, that's mm-hmm. kind of what Lawrence Fishburne does, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I the, don't think he's like an Oscar-winning actor. I mean, uh, but he just seems like that's just he, he seemed like a Morpheus or something from. I,
1: I think part of the problems. I mean, this movie wants to be, I think, smarter uh-huh. and more thoughtful than it actually is. Like it, it's, it gets seriously dumb uh like i just have a whole list of just dumb things about this movie um but i don't you know even a good actor i think looks bad uh (laughs) reciting some of this dialogue and uh trying to get through this this kind of very thin character development that they try um so yeah i mean i i didn't i i didn't find lawrence fishburne himself necessarily bad but i thought the character was not very well written
0: I don't know he just seemed you know what he seemed like this sound terrible he seemed like a, ba- a black guy trying to play a white guy
2: <laughs> I don't even know what that means <laughs> I
0: don't either but just don't you walk away from me mister I mean it was just so dumb I don't know he just he was terrible
1: well, they they, they haven't come in as like a total hard ass in the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like it, it's like stereotypical hard ass. It's like somebody who's not really a hard ass is trying yeah. to be a hard ass. Um,
2: do believe <laughs> I,
1: I will say this: it, it, it was interesting narratively. I thought what they did, uh, um, with his character, that he ends up being our hero because he's unlikable in the beginning, but then he becomes the hero. And you got Sam Neill's character of Weir who's likable in the beginning, but then he ends up becoming our villain. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, although it also makes it so that we don't give a crap about anybody. Uh, Cause we don't actually connect with anybody, but
2: yeah. I mean, what do you think about the premise? I mean, the premise is pretty cool. You know, you, you go exploring, uh, to the outer dimensions of space and you kind of start messing with space, time and everything. And you kind of, go into another dimension and, and it's, it's got, you know, I don't Are they demons? What are they? I mean, does it ever even really say, I mean,
1: uh, well, I mean, I think that's, that's part of the problem here. I think is like, they could have gone Lovecraftian with this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but they don't really, I think they rely too heavily on like certain religious imagery. Yes. Yeah, you know, like
2: satanic.
1: Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really make sense. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's this really isn't about the unknown because it gives us stuff that we recognize too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of relies too heavily, I think, on like traditional Catholic and hell imagery. Yeah. You know, the, the ship is supposed to evoke, uh, like, um, Notre Dame Cathedral, you know, and we have all this imagery. And it's just like these are not forces that are like indifferent to humans. They're they just actively want to like kill and torture us. Like, and we're basically just a centibite in space. Um, You know, it's just like, just because the movie takes place in the cosmos doesn't make it cosmic horror. And I think you could have done cosmic horror with this, but that's not really where they go with it. It really just ends up being like a Hellraiser sequel. Um, Unfortunately.
0: They also also did like a, I thought it had a very sophomoric idea of, they actually use words like heaven and hell. Like, and it's like how you, me anyway, how you think of it when you're a kid, heaven is up there in the sky and hell is down below you so it's almost like the equated like space you know as heaven up in the sky and then when you go down below now you're in hell and it was really on the nose religious references that i don't think Mm -hmm. have anything to do with you know
2: well i i I didn't mind i didn't mind that because i mean even tons of uh jewish um scholars rabbis or whatever have have played with and taught with like there there's at least 10 dimensions you know so you know heaven or hell or whatever you want to call it you know if you believe in that uh would be in another dimension so you know them messing with that space-time continuum it 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 basically sent them into that hell dimension or whatever I i don't i didn't mind that but like said, like uh Vin said, it wasn't like real creative or um you know you said it too, uh Tammy. Just kind of every everything that we already know. You know, satanic torture, blood orgies, uh, rape, murder, and everything, and it wasn't like spacey. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. well I mean well, something that Tammy was getting at before, I think, that I, I definitely have a harder time connecting with it in certain ways. Is I remember, um, like Joseph Campbell, you know, mm-hmm. who wrote like "Here with a Thousand Faces" and did uh-huh. the Power of Myth and everything. He he had read, or uh, he had written something that I always stuck out in my mind, and he basically talked about when we first saw that image of the Earth rising above the Moon's horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we can see the Earth, our home, from that angle, is suddenly makes us kind of need a new reference point for our our kind of mythology or how we understand our cosmology, um, even in a religious sense, you know, because at that point you say, okay, we, we're used to saying heaven is above us and hell is below us, right? But when you look down on the earth like that, okay, well, where exactly is this now? Um, it doesn't quite make sense. And I think that when you when you take those sorts of traditional things out of our our kind of earthly time, you know, the reference yeah. point, it doesn't really work. And it, I, I think, you know, th- it doesn't help that the last act really becomes kind of an in- incoherent mess. Um, and what, what he, the way that Weir ends up describing things, like he says, it's a place of pure chaos. And then like, like he says pure evil, I think at one point it's like, well, what is it? These things are not synonymous. You know uh he they're not clear at all what they're trying to show us, but all they're doing is showing us people being tortured um so they can't even really decide what it is like we know it's kind of supposed to be hell, but it's it's not a very well developed idea at all what they're trying to give us,
2: yeah, and it didn't even look like I don't know, I guess the guy with with the the cuts on his face or whatever that was supposed to be like sort of like the the demon or whatever
1: you mean we're at the end or yeah well wasn't
2: even wasn't it even like the um this is where it's confusing like the the captain or whoever that was left over from uh, the original ship mm-hmm. wasn't he also part of
1: i don't know well yeah. i mean it's it, he it was just he is, really it was really in the video confusing. who we see it taken out his eyes yeah. Right. I think he's the one and like they have the whole Latin thing which is just another stupid thing that they do. But, you know, when we see Weir take out his eyes. Yeah. And you know, he says like, you know, where we're going, we don't need eyes to see. Like it sounds like something that Emmett Brown, you know, like Rose, <laughs> where are we going, we in Rose, you know. Um but then like he comes back after he gets blown out of the ship cuz he he shot a like a harpoon thing through a window, yeah. which is dumb. And he gets sucked <laughs> out and he comes back and he has eyes again uh but no body hair for some reason um uh, apparently he does need eyes to see i don't know it, it, it's it's see this movie is so inconsistent especially in the last act it's just frustrating um the choices that are being made uh but there there's no consistency really with this yeah. it, it, it's and what's unfortunate is that there's a lot of interesting ideas that they kind of drop breadcrumbs for along the way mm-hmm. that don't go anywhere you know, like, you have the character of Peter's with her son. It seems like there's probably more to that story, but we don't see any of it. Yeah. And she has, like, the dumbest death in the whole friggin' movie. Like, yeah. she knows her son is back on Earth safe.
2: Yeah.
1: And yep. she knows that the ship is actively trying to trick her and kill her. Yeah. And she just follows this ghostly image of her son until she falls down to her death. This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if they had made it like like the gate, like oh, it could maybe bring people back from the dead. I would understand why she would chase after this thing, or uh-huh. or why Weir is maybe obsessed with this gate, like he can get the woman that he loved back. Um, but that's they don't do that. They don't give us anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it almost like um, reminded me that they were they were trying to be a little bit like The Shining.
1: I've heard this called The Shining. So it actually reminds me more of like Flatliners. Yeah, you know, like how they're kind of like haunted by their guilt. It's like their guilt manifests uh-huh. as like these things that torture them, and that's kind of what it felt like more like to me. Except they do have like that that absolute shining rip off where the the blood comes splashing yeah. in, you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. flooding in. But. Yes, yeah,
2: which was really really watery.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, that's Kool Aid. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I really think that it was, it was interesting. I think the, the cinematography was pretty decent. Uh, I thought the special effects for like the, the ships and, uh, the design of the ships and, and all the outside space stuff looked looked really good. I think for, for 1997,
1: it looks okay. There's some weird acrobatics yeah. they end up doing out in space, but yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: but I thought it was interesting. I thought the, um, the music was also a little bit interesting, a little bit different, almost like some techno rock. wasn't it the prodigy.
1: Yeah. Is, yeah. Is it was the, a remix of funky shit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: which is, you know, that's different. Um, but yeah,
1: I, certainly I, a big I, hit at the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know.
1: I, I don't Yeah. Know. The of the land. That was a big album.
2: The only one that I ever heard of was a uh, fire starter. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, the,
1: the ship, the, there are some cool designs on the ship. Like I, I do, there's that one room that's very art deco. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, but the the problem is though, that there's all these weird, crazy designs on the ship. Like they go inside the chamber, right? The engine where there's like spikes everywhere. But, like, yeah. none of the characters ever comment on these things. <laughs> like, they, never, they never, like, ask We're like, why does yeah. the ship look so creepy? Um, they just kind of accept it, even though their own ship doesn't look like that. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's cool looking, but I feel like they could have done something a little bit more.
2: But, was, I mean, did the, did the ship change, or was it originally like that?
1: Weird doesn't say anything about it changing. He seems to know where everything is. Yeah, because
2: it's weird. It's yeah, like, he
1: opens up a panel and everything like that, and it seems like that's just how it's designed. But, like, none of the characters seem weirded out by Yeah,
2: by, so it's like a by this. like a fun house with all kinds of blades and spikes and, yeah. It was yeah but it's weird. also,
1: it, it's an incredibly simplistically designed ship. Mm-hmm. Because, like, most of the ship is just one long hallway. And yet they keep like losing people somehow. Like they, they don't like <laughs> <laughs> they don't know where anybody is, but it's like it's like three rooms. Uh, I don't know why they can't find people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see. What else, what else we got, Tammy? You got
1: anything?
0: Um yeah, I said I see that they're also smoking on board at 97.
1: Yeah, that um, cracked me up. Yeah. I'm like this is where I'm like I think that, you know, Anderson is he just wants stuff in there that he thinks is cool. Uh I didn't understand why there were so met, so so much smoking. even even a uh, character. He's like smoke him if you got him. Yep. <laughs> like, really like even by
2: 1997 people were <laughs> smoke him if you got <laughs> him.
1: Yeah, he literally says that to them. Yes, uh, it, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, he's trying to be white
1: i guess that's what white
2: people say <laughs> that
0: is not what i meant <laughs>
2: just
1: <messing> with me. <laughs>
0: you yeah. know it's, white guys got no mo- you know what i'm saying anyway yeah. um what else Let's, oh uh da, da, da. oh so we didn't mention him but sean pertwee is in here now that is uh he played smith or smitty like kind of like his okay. right hand guy now that's uh-huh. uh john pertwee's it was son. the
1: pilot, I think, right?
0: Yes, the pilot. <laughs> yeah. um, he was actually now I'm biased because he's John Pertwee's son and he's my favorite Doctor Who of all time. But I thought he was one of the very good actors in here that like I
1: kind of care about it. Personality. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Although uh, the dumbest Jason I was good. The dumbest thing about his death is that if you look on the bomb, there's a button for disarm.
0: Oh, I like, didn't even know he, he
1: had plenty of time to press the disarm button. Well, instead I mean, he just kind of lowers his head and blows up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> disarm.
1: <laughs> L-
2: like it's that easy
0: to yeah. disarm. There's a literally
1: ball. a button on the bomb that says disarm. <laughs> he could have pressed a button and turned it off. Uh-huh. Gosh. I, I I'm telling you, this movie is stupid. Yeah. It is so dumb. Um, like the the thing that I remember when I was younger, right, 16, and the Latin thing came up. And I'm like, oh, oh that's really cool. And now I'm just like, this is Ridiculous um, that you a whole team of scientists. He said, "Listen to this thing, right?" And none of them recognize Latin. Like science is one of the few things that still uses Latin, right? You know, aside from like some philosophy and law in the Catholic Church. Uh, a whole team of scientists would have recognized somebody speaking Latin And instead says Jason Isaacs, who's like the the medic or something like that, or the doctor. Um, he he figures this out somehow. Uh, it's just things like that where I'm like. Come on. It's it's so irritating because this is a movie that tries to use science, but doesn't understand it whatsoever. Yes. The, The funniest line in this is when I think it's Stark. She yells at him. She said, when you break the laws of physics, do you not think there would be a price? The laws of physics. Are you kidding me? Like a scientific law is just an observation. That's all it is. It's just a statement made about our observations you know and like a theory tries to explain that observation that's all it is it's like like you tried to break Kepler's law of planetary motion you know or like you know, like Newton's laws of you know motion or you know, it's it's like she's saying that uh and, you know did you not think there would be a price it's just so dumb it's it's somebody who heard the word law and thinks that this is like you know something handed down to Moses sorry rant over this no. is just so frustrating to me <laughs> When you uh, see, because, like, I'm obviously, I'm not a scientist, but I have, like, you know, a, a basic understanding of what some scientific terms mean. When you hear something like that, it's just so stupid. <laughs> Somebody else go. You not you,
0: you,
1: you just
2: can't, uh, you know, slip anything like that by Revenant Vin. Nope. He's just <laughs> not going to I,
1: I laughed so hard when she said that. It was just ridiculous. Sorry.
2: Like I didn't even I didn't even blink an eye at that and Vin's over here taking notes. The laws of <laughs> physics <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I yeah. like the computer brain scene or whatever that was where he was crawling through that looked like he was crawling through a computer um that Yeah, that was a cool looking scene,
1: although yeah. he specifically says in the beginning that he's claustrophobic. Did when, he? when he's going inside that cryo thing, he they say you're way claustrophobic. More he says, you know, he says, yes, he's very claustrophobic. And then he goes crawling around those corridors <laughs> with no problem until like his dead wife shows up or whatever. Um, anyway, this is what I mean. Like they, they introduce things and then they never do anything with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the movie just forgets about them. Yes. Yeah. Um, it only remembers these things for a moment. Like when, when that thing is pounding on the door, yeah. you know, and they're all like huddled in the room and like, they're all seeing it and the door is bending. Yeah. And then they just like leave. Like we never see that thing again. We never see the ship do anything like that ever again. So it manifest itself in that a... way.
0: You guys said there was a big cut. It, do you think that it cut the story too bad? You know,
1: that's the thing. I don't think the story got cut. I think it was just like sodomy <laughs> that got cut. Yeah. Like I, I haven't I haven't heard of any like major story beats that have been cut that would fix any of the problems that I have for this. It's always yeah. talking about the the blood orgy. That, that's the only thing I ever hear about being cut. Huh.
0: I don't know, that thing pounding on the door or whatever, that's genuinely scary. Like, what the heck was that, you know? especially well, yeah,
1: if if it, it made sense, it would be...
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah I'm I just, you know, I I enjoy it a lot more
1: than, than you do, Vin, because I... You've seen uh, it once. I've seen it once, just, but... <laughs> watch I, it a few more times, though. I just see, I, see if I, you find it as enjoyable. But I don't
2: want to, I don't care like if it uh, you know, yes, it's stupid, but so is Jason X, and, and and I love Jason X.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but people but don't it, talk about Jason X as though it's like one of the best sci-fi horror movies.
0: Oh yeah. no, no! It's not trying to be anything else. This is trying. I think Vin said before it's trying to be smarter than it is. And yeah, I, I guess
2: so, but I also think it's 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 trying to take. I, th- I think it, it's guys that probably didn't, like you said, didn't really know a whole lot about science or space. And they're trying to make this horror action flick in space. So a lot of that stuff that, you know, somebody who has some some uh, brains is going to pick up on, it's going to annoy them. Like, I don't have any brains. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, and I, and I just watch it and I'm not really... Kind of trying to put all the the things together.
0: Um, Imagine if this had been called Hellraiser in space. I would like it better. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I would be, I would be way more on board because it explains about as much as a Hellraiser movie does.
1: I'd rather see you know Doug Bradley with chains inside the the gate room you yeah. know, killing people. Then like Sam Neill yelling, no, <laughs> when he presses the button to blow something yeah. up. Uh, that was, that was so corny. That was so unbelievably corny, but, um, yeah, that, that whole fight at the end is awful.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think, I think we're going to have a lot of people disagree with us. Oh
1: yeah. Or, or yeah. with you,
2: with you, I, I, yeah, again, especially I, me. We haven't gotten to, to the review, uh, to the, um, Ratings and stuff yet, but I, I, I definitely, I, I think this was um, uh, sufficiently creepy in certain um, parts. I thought that the sound design was good. There was some, uh, there was some good gore and stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, some of the the writing and stuff was lacking. But I, I just, I can forgive it. I, that
1: I can just forgive it. I can't buy into this world. Yeah, Like, I can't, even on the most basic level, I don't buy into what they're trying to to sell me, right? I mean, like, they they try to make, like, this kind of blue-collar workers crew, kind of like we saw in Alien, you know, Aliens. That doesn't really work for this universe they've created. Like, we, we don't get the impression that travel across the solar system is all that common, even, like, if Neptune is seen as a faraway frontier, right? Like, at this point, we still have to assume that people on the ship would know quite a bit about science, And they wouldn't have to be explained theoretical physics with like a pinup, you know, photo. Um, I just don't buy the fact that an incredibly expensive and famous ship like the Ven Horizon disappears. And they say it's like the greatest scientific disaster ever. Right. And they send a crew that doesn't know anything about it with a guy who designed it to go check things out. Like Mm. one scientist you're going to send along the way. Um, This is. This is really. You think they'll allocate more resources for this instead of treating it like it's a run of the mill salvage mission?
0: Well, plus, too, I mean, what I was going to say before is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I had a real issue with how they treated Cooper, that the black astronaut guy. He was so stereotypical, and he was like pulling oh, yeah. just for inappropriate
1: last. moments of humor.
0: Very inappropriate. Yeah. But it, it wouldn't he setting the tone for what kind of crew this? is you know like i mean if these are i guess they're i think you're right i mean they, they're just if they're supposed to be just like an everyman crew that was on alien
1: but yeah but on uh, alien we have the impression this has been going on for a very long time mm-hmm. in this they actually give us a timeline right this is supposed to take place in like 2047 and if you go by their timeline it's only 15 years after they've begun commercial mining in the solar system they've only been doing this for 15 years I don't think that's enough time for a bunch of blue-collar workers to barely know more than the theory of relativity, right? Okay. Um, and and like be acting like they are necessarily like you know like they're you know kind of like you would expect an alien. Yeah. That's just not the same kind of world, um, you know. We're and just... then not only that, they wait till they get to Neptune before they introduce people and like explain what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh... yeah. go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you really hate this thing don't you it,
1: it's it's frustrating it, it's I, I I don't if a movie if a movie's is like trying to be smart then I don't forgive it when it's dumb <laughs> Um, you know if it was leprechaun in space I would not yeah. be concerned with any of this <laughs> stuff but that's not what it's trying to do
0: yeah
1: like even like the airlock scene I like the airlock scene overall you know what, but, the guy um, was
2: trying to kill
0: himself. Yeah, that was. right. Yeah,
1: but I got it, I got really tired of hearing baby bear and mama bear.
0: Oh,
1: uh, that oh. really that started taking me out of it real quick, and I'm like, okay, just let him die, please. That's so why I don't have, have to mean. hear baby please bear let, over and over let again. Let baby bear die. seriously.
0: That's yeah. what's in my notes. Too many of these one liners and silliness. And anytime there would get to be just a tiny little bit of tension, here comes one. You know, it was like, yeah, like, like she says, corpsical. Corpsicle, yeah, that's Yeah, funny.
1: I'm like, really? We're, we yeah. we really had to put that in the movie. Corpsicle, that, that was, was, it was very I clever.
0: Mean, that <laughs> looked
1: pretty good. That
0: that was creepy, yeah. that guy. That looked pretty good. Yeah. And then Corpsicle comes out of her mouth, and I'm like, oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Corpsicle. I didn't have any problem with that. It just seemed like, it, it really seemed to me like they were trying to mix a lot of stuff. like Like, you know, Alien, Shining. A slasher, Hellraiser, Hellraiser. you know, a little bit of everything. And, and, you know, in the eighties and nineties, it was all about like little catchphrases and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's just kind of like anything from, from Freddie. He's getting, it's something, it sounds like something Freddie would say, you know, or something. And a lot of
1: that stuff hasn't aged well either.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this, Sam Neill, please put a shirt on.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> nobody needs to see that that i
0: mean
1: what wear those wear that underwear high and tight man you know yeah i'm um, sorry it just so did it's, not did speaking not of him did yeah. you guys find his whole jack Torrance arc convincing at all uh, it was okay did you understand exactly like what was really going on with him no. and and like believe this this descent of this character i mean you, you say no i definitely yeah. didn't
0: he did it better in Into the Mouth of Madness.
1: No, it's true though That is, yeah, I don't like is he being sed- possessed, seduced? I don't uh, know what exactly he's doing.
0: I don't know um, that word. I don't know.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I didn't fully understand it. I mean, I guess he was being haunted, or
1: well, I just remember even also... even in the '90s when I saw, it, I remember it feeling like it was kind of it was kind of sudden. Yeah, when he turns, it it just. It, all or, of a sudden, he's bad.
0: Or did he invent this ship because he, he was bad the whole time? Like, he wanted this to happen.
1: See, we don't know because don't they, know. Have that, they have that opening scene, right? Where you go from a guy screaming on the ship yeah. and, like, spinning, and it goes to Sam Neill waking up in a cold sweat. But I don't know what the movie's trying to tell me there. Like, Can was this in that- his dream?
2: Does this transition
1: that, mean something?
2: Was he thinking about that or something that yeah, happened? Yeah, does he know this? that's
1: going on? Yeah. Or was this just a transition that Anderson thought was, you know, cool? I don't know.
0: Was he dreaming um, about his worst fears of what could have happened to that crew on the ship that he built?
1: I feel like yeah. any explanation you give has put more thought <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> into what the yes. movie did.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I did like the uh, the gravity boots. I thought those looked
0: cool. That's always your favorite thing in every movie that we watch.
2: With gravity boots? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> did you think that was cool? Like how yeah. they kind of s- stuck down on the floor? I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> and now no, no, uh, no guns or
1: anything. Like all the no, weapons are
0: like fives yeah, and harpoons. What harpoon? was that thing? I don't know. Uh,
1: Is don't that know. a big nail gun? It know. looked like a harpoon went through the window.
2: But you would think, like, 2047, they'd have some laser guns or or something Yeah, but not only of-
1: that, like, there's, like... I'm sorry, I'm thinking of that too much. But like, there's debris in space <laughs> that is flying at incredible rates. Yeah. If your ship isn't protected against something like that, that's just going to go right through your ship. Um, but no, they have, like, a harpoon gun for some reason on the ship. And <laughs> yeah. he, he just, like, decompresses the room and gets sucked out. Like <laughs> I don't know I didn't know I don't know what he's doing in that scene. And then you have the yeah. ridiculous scene of like Lawrence Fishburne like on the wire, like flailing around, you know, like it's
0: okay. like nobody's th- gonna survive the, the No,
1: especially the other th- guy before the door even opened when he was in the airlock, like <laughs> his like veins yes. are popping out yeah. and his eyes are bleeding. Yeah. But Sam I mean uh you know, Lawrence Fishburne for like ten minutes he's flailing around on this rope <laughs> and, <laughs> and pulling a star kid. <laughs> uh,
2: oh boy, how would this have been better if Paul Thomas Anderson?
1: Well, it would have been four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: where where do we go here? I mean, uh, uh, I think we uh, I think we've exhausted all of our. Um,
1: yeah. The only other thing that I wrote down were some of the sound effects. You liked them or didn't like them? Oh, some of them are funny, like, funny, like the, what? the the punch sound effects when they're fighting, and like <laughs> when things are like flying through, like the uh, the thing you hear ping. And like, <laughs> it's like there's like stock sounds, like stock, you know, like things that you could probably find for free on like editing <laughs> software. Um, or when he's hitting him with the the tube, like boom boom. <laughs> it's just it's it sounds ridiculous. If you just close your eyes during those scenes, you'll you'll hear all these weird. Uh, little stock effects that they put in.
2: Oh my gosh. See, that is, that is the criticism of somebody who has watched this several times. I, I told you I have. And every yes. time I watch
1: it, I get more angry
2: it, and it and it is <laughs> really big. This
1: wasn't up. my first time watching it. Right, It's been over 20 years of watching this movie every couple of years. I'm like, maybe I'll like it more this time. And I walk away. I'm like, God, why did I watch that again?
0: This is um, some of the highest I've ever seen. Revenant Vin's blood pressure. In a yeah, while.
1: it's just I'm frustrated. You 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 don't know how long my list is of crap that irritated me <laughs> during this watch. <laughs> oh my Gosh,
0: he is just not going to forgive it. So
1: no, he will not. No, I've wasted too many hours watching this thing over and over again. <laughs> too many hours. I'm letting loose. I'm letting loose. <laughs> Mm-mm.
2: Damn you, Anderson! All right, well, what do you say we we just go ahead and rate it, Tammy? Ten. What do you got? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> That came out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: um, You know, if you'd asked me in 1997 when I saw it, I'd probably be a little higher. Today, I'm going to say probably about like a 6.5.
1: Okay. Uh, Vin? <laughs> <laughs> I think 6.5 is fair for somebody who sees it for the first time, you know? um i'm gonna give my rating in that objective sense where i'm like would i recommend somebody watch it i think everybody should like check it out at least once i just don't think that it's worth repeat watches after that i think that there's an interesting idea here and i think that the first act while i have issues with it 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 shows promise you know there are some interesting things the ship design is kind of cool uh but I think, I think it devolves, and that suffers for me for any kind of repeat watch. So 6.5. I'll, I'll go with Tammy's score on this one.
2: Ooh, 6.5. All right. I give it a 7 out of 10. And uh, like I said, it's first time watching it. Uh, I was entertained. Uh, yes, I understand it has a lot of flaws, um, and everything doesn't quite make sense, but I thought they did a pretty good job of just making an entertaining movie. I mean, come on. There was a lot of goofy crap in aliens that didn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, uh, but we forgive that. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I can be a little bit more forgiving of this than Vin is, but I haven't watched it many times over 20 years. So, well, check back with me in 20 years. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. So. All right. Well, that's our review of Event Horizon. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna get into 2013's Europa Report. I was like, Hey-ya! "Oh yeah."
1: Can you play the wake up playlist? You like this? Turn that up. Right. Louder! Alice!
2: Oh my god, what is that? Don't touch
0: it! It's a
2: good song! No! Stop! Stop! What are you
0: doing? (laughs) I know it's a great song with its catchy melody and sing-along lyrics, but we cannot play that song!
1: It's only a song
0: just gonna play it one more time
2: don't stop killer songs you can't resist spotify all right we are back and we're gonna get into 2013's europa report rated pg-13 one hour and 30 minutes long um this is a a film that you know we we were thinking does this really kind of you know um Qualifies horror, because it's got a little bit of action, sci-fi, of course, drama, mystery. Um, but uh, you can definitely uh, see that there's some some thriller horror elements to this film. Um, I would say that. Came out June 27th, 2013. Right now it's got a 6.4 out of 10 average on IMDb with uh, close to 68,000 reviews. And if you go over to your Rotten Tomatoes, this is almost the exact opposite of I Event Horizon. It. Yeah. Uh, the audience score is only about fifty-seven percent, and the critics have it at an eighty-one percent. Oh wow! The Tomato Meter. So with the with the Event Horizon audience scores, they loved it. And the critics hated it, and this was the exact opposite. So, there you go. Um, Directed by Sebastian Cordero. uh, Written by Philip, uh, I don't know if it's Gilat or Gilat. Sorry, I don't mean to mess that up. Uh, The stars of this film, this, this is definitely a low budge film mm-hmm. uh because the only one i really recognized was daniel Wu. um i've seen him in uh, uh, uh plenty of things
1: really you, uh, you didn't uh you didn't recognize what was it charlotte copley
2: well i'm getting ready to No, i, I mean, as far as like did i recognize him mm, yeah no not really uh mm. oh yeah I see, now i see now i Dan know where Hanford? he's from he's from district nine yeah yeah okay yeah uh, I mean, I know who that is, but I haven't seen Dr- District Nine enough times for him to like pop into my head. Yeah. Uh, so Charlto Copley, Christian Camargo, Carolina, is it Widra? Widra? Michael? Oh my goodness! Nyquil. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Anna Maria Marin- Marinka. Yeah. So just a lot of um, people that. Are either uh, not real well well known or just kind of
1: not well. It is known an anymore. international cast, yeah, which is appropriate for the roles that they're playing, exactly.
0: Uh, Dan Fogler is the uncle from the Goldbergs, that the ne'er do well uncle,
1: yeah, he's recognizable. Never yeah. seen it, yeah. Never You've seen
0: never it. seen the Goldbergs,
2: never have, yeah, my friend. Oh, okay, yes, I, I have recognized that guy. Um, that's, that's the dude from the Harry Potter movie. The fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. Beast, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. So I do recognize him. So he's probably the, the main, the main guy that you would recognize. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and give the, uh, so, uh synopsis here. Uh, when an unmanned probes, No. When unmanned probes suggest that a hidden ocean and single-celled life exist on one of Jupiter's moons, six astronauts embark on an ill-fated exploratory mission. Uh, Let's go ahead and roll the trailer. When we get back, we'll talk about it.
0: Good morning. I'm very. We are all very excited to be here today. This really is a new first step for mankind. Ignition. I would hope we keep looking for the answers to those really tough questions: who are we? Where do we come from? And are we alone? Internal cam check is a go.
1: Our craft was heading for a moon of Jupiter known as Europa.
0: Yeah, my boy's gonna be six when I see him again. I'm proud of you. Oxygen flowing, we're good. Commencing egress. This never gets old. Prep for orbital transfer. We are clear of Jupiter's orbit. Pitching for power descent. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Here we go. I can't believe I'm here. best hopes of success lies under the ice
1: let's go for a swim you hear that
0: are you guys seeing this it's beautiful
2: come back to the ship now
0: i want to see if it's reacting to my light. i'm going to turn them off compared to the breadth of knowledge yet to
1: be known what does your life actually matter no one at all knows we're
0: alive we'll find a way we have to you got a problem. It's everywhere. Close it off. I thought I was trying to do something great for mankind. What was that? I always said it was worth the risk. I'll get you out of this. Talk to me! Forgive me.
2: we are back um we're gonna try not to to spoil this uh as far as you know what happens at the end and all, and all that uh because it's still relatively recent 2013 and as vin was saying he wanted to know which uh, underappreciated film uh i was talking about it's probably this one um i don't think there's a lot of people that know about this movie or even um, would even consider it like horror. So I think a lot of you guys probably haven't seen it. So we're going to try not to spoil it. Um, let's go ahead uh, and, and let Vin open it up. What are your first impressions?
1: So, I mean, I had seen it first and I guess it was 2013 when it came out um, and it made a strong impression on me. You know, um, I didn't, I didn't quite remember how much, you know, quote unquote horror there was, Mm uh, but I did remember having a strong sense of dread and anticipation when I watched it and watching it the second time. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I think there was maybe less, you know, like horror as we would generally call it than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there there is overlap there. There are some moments, and there is definitely a thriller. Um, but still, like even watching it the second time, because I had forgotten some of the stuff from the first time I would seen it, um, it was far more tense uh, than anything in the previous film that we just talked about. <laughs> um, you know, there there are I think some genuine moments that are creepy um, that have an eeriness to them uh some unexpected um you know you almost call them scares at certain points. Mm. Uh but there's just a whole sense about this film, I think, that um it, it definitely it, it, it affects me. Um I, I really, really enjoyed watching this again the second time.
2: All right. Taminator.
0: Well this was my first time <clears throat> seeing this and uh I'm glad it got picked because I don't know that I would have watched it otherwise. I'm not I mean I'd heard of it, but Not sure why I hadn't watched it because space is uh, totally my jam. Um, It is found footage, kind of, I guess, right? I mean, and and that's (laughs) not usually my thing, but it really, really works here. It really works in a space movie because technically, in space, that's all you would have from a crew. Everything's coming back to you on a video relay of some kind. So it works really well, and, and it's not like shaky cam found footage. It's like... You know as it's happening in in real time and this is also um it has like a non-linear storyline which i'm seeing more and more of those this would have been seems like it would have been a pretty early one but i that's um i'm really starting to kind of enjoy that type of story um i i don't know i just think it's a cool way to kind of keeps you guessing but um a way to tell a much more rounded story so um And having this, having been my first watch, I definitely did feel some horror here and some dread. And, you know, there's also just some, I mean, think about it. We're kind of doing this on Mars right now. Not quite to this, we're not quite this advanced yet. But as opposed to 2013, this is a much more, like, this could happen. There's a real chance that we can start, we'll start doing things like this and sending people this far out and, So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice little surprise.
2: Yeah. Um, This is the first time I had seen this as well. So, I had heard about it um, and and honestly didn't watch it because uh, I I didn't know if it was horror enough. Um, I I do think there is some horror in here, or like Vin said, like a sense of dread, uh, thriller. There's some emotional type stuff that happens. Um, but I think that here's, here's my, my honest opinion. The beginning of this movie, it takes a while to get going, uh, for me and about halfway through it really picked up. And then the end, uh, the, the last 20 minutes or so, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, I think this will really appeal to people who like Vin, I mean, intelligent people
1: because I think they get, <laughs> you were going you know,
2: to say nerds. I was going to say, you know, uh, really smart people, uh, but uh, this is a lot more sciencey and like you can tell, like they, they put a lot of thought into how this crew would, um, interact and things that they would know. And, and yeah,
1: this is a movie that understands, space and science. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's not a, um, it's not a real actiony movie. It's definitely, um, got that, uh, you know, the crew, there's a lot of interaction with the crew. You get to know them, um, and you, and you get to, to care about them. And, you know, there, there was, there was one part in this movie, which I won't spoil. It all almost had me in tears.
1: I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. 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 It's really sad and the way yeah. that they film yeah. it. And yes, the, there's yeah. uh, again, it's not a spoiler if you don't know what we're talking about, but there's there's a scream that you hear afterwards from yeah. another character. And it was like, it, it hit me in the gut.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, it's just, you know, that's the kind of decision that they would have to make. Mm hmm. You know, and that, Split that's, second, yeah. yeah, that's heart-wrenching, you know, but, um, and, and yeah, so that's what I was talking about. It gets emotional and, um, I'm not sure, I don't remember. Wasn't that the guy who was talking about his kid? Yeah. 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 So that's even yeah. worse. Um, yeah. So, uh, it, and then they're basically that they, they have this, uh, report, whatever that, that Europa, which is a moon, right?
1: Yeah.
2: That, um, orbits Jupiter, one of many moons. And they think that there's an ocean underneath this kind of icy thing. And they're sent down to, to discover what's, what might be there. Right. And, yeah. um, and I do like the, like Tammy said, the nonlinear story, it, it's more like almost like a press conference, at well, the there's, there's
1: a, a pseudo documentary thing going on. Yeah, and it's like they're they're showing they're showing footage that has come back, but you know, again, not, not to spoil anything, but they're they use that nonlinear storytelling to their advantage, uh, yeah. where you still don't know the end until it happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you think you do, even if you think you have certain things pieced together, they, they still manage to kind of, you know, pull a card out of their sleeve yeah. and, uh, and, you know, give you, give you a, a little bit more at the end.
0: Yeah. As a first time watcher, they got me. I was Yeah.
1: As a second right time now. watcher, I had forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they got me again. Yeah.
2: Well, I was really impressed that, uh, this is such a low budget movie. I mean, but I the,
1: think the space stuff looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why looks, I was
2: impressed.
1: It, yeah.
2: I, I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I was expecting it to kind of just be like a lot of stuff in the interior, but no, I mean, they, it, this thing was only, um, what was the budget? I forget what the budget was. I looked at it somewhere, but it's not, it's not a high budget movie.
1: No, and, I think it was all they, filmed in New York too, or something. Yeah. It was.
2: They definitely um, did the, the most with, with their money, I think. What else we got? Come on, bring it.
0: Well, for bring horror wise, I mean there's a little bit of like I don't I don't want to give anything away, but a little bit of a slasher element in the fact that some people when things happen, they get picked off one at a time by an unseen yeah. thing. Yeah. And you know, and there also is, I guess you could say, a creature. But they kind of did it in a cool way, like um, Kubrick did, where you don't ever really get to see it. You get to just see their reactions to it.
1: It's a little so, bit more like the shark in the water. You know, you're. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the fin that you see on the surface. Yep. Uh, without showing the the shark too much. <laughs> right. <Yeah.
2: laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, just uh, there's a picture I'm looking at right now. it it was it stuck with me like the the landscape of the The planet or the moon the ice it was really cool and then when you're out on the surface you could see jupiter
1: yeah
0: you
2: know in in the and it just really looked great i mean i was like man i was impressed with that their,
0: their reaction you know vin how you said like these they come off as real scientists with absolute awe and wonder oh, yeah. at what they're seeing, and they understand the magnitude of what they're seeing. You know what they're experiencing,
1: and they understand the danger they're in. Yes, but they can't help but yep. be pushed to go a little Compound, bit further. Yep. You know, yep. yeah. I, I think the, the scene again uh, to be kind of vague, but there's a scene where we're looking underwater, yeah, and at a camera, and I just remember there was just this eerie anticipation during that whole sequence it's like it's the excitement of exploration but also a fear of what we might see Mm -hmm. you know and i think there's a good good payoff to that yeah right it's like it's like if you you know if you if some sometimes i've like seen Mm -hmm. some of the you know the deep dive footage for uh you know like submersibles and submarines when they go down deep into the ocean you know, and it's fascinating, but you're creeped out about what you might see down there because that stuff <laughs> yeah. is so weird and alien. Yeah. You know, that's all you need is like turn to see an anglerfish in front of you, you know, <laughs> it's like <Yes. laughs> <laughs> the stuff is yeah. just so bizarre. It yeah. just it has a weird effect on you when you see it. Um, yeah. And that's that's the feeling I was getting during that time. It's just like every time that camera would pan, you're like, oh, wh- what is it? You know, what, yeah. what might we see? Um, but it, it captured that feeling. It captured that... That's all I can call it. Is like an eerie anticipation. There's excitement there, but also that little sense of dread about what could happen.
2: Yeah. But yeah, like you said, very similar to Jaws in that it, it really um, doesn't show you much un- until the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I, I will say this without spoiling on a whole lot, but I mean, the, the movie is a slower-paced movie. This is not Event Horizon. There's not jump scares and little things popping out and all that. Uh, it's, it's like you said, it's more, more of that sense of dread and what is it? And, but it does pay off. I believe it does pay off that, mm-hmm. that final scene. Like, um, uh, I, I love how, uh, the cockpit is situated in that camera, Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, from above and you see what's going on down below. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what happens there at the end, I was like,
1: you and I, they used it as like a reference point for the audience, too, because we keep seeing because, you know, you, you see your two pilots, but then behind them, you see where the other crew is strapped in mm-hmm. at a different angle. We're seeing the top of their heads. Yeah. But then, like, we'll see there's like an empty seat. Yep. And then there's yep. another empty seat. And it's yep. kind of yep. like this, it, you know, it's like where the, the hourglass, you know, the sands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just yep. fewer and fewer people every time they they set that shot up again.
0: Well, especially because this is the one thing this managed to do, the other one didn't so well, is I was so invested in these people. and I don't know if it's because you have the way that they did it with showing you know, the people talking and and everything, but I just cared so much about what happened to them. I knew some of them were parents, you know, like I cared about that part of them, and you were rooting for them all of them pretty much to make it back at the end. you know, I think that there's a
1: sense, too that like you, At least for me, like, I know it's fictional, but I cared about the mission. Mm -hmm, You know, like, I didn't give a crap about Event Horizon. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, especially when it's just centibytes. But I mean, for this thing, I'm kind of like, this is really cool. And, you know, they're finding things as we go. And I want this stuff to get back to Earth. You know, You, you know, you know how much it's already cost them to get there. You know the unlikelihood that they're even going to make it back to Earth, but these amazing but creepy things that they're finding, you you don't want it to be in vain, you know. So you're yeah. still rooting for them to you know you know to get back and let people know what happened, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's part of it. That, that that's to me part of the excitement is you know like you're like go go <laughs> get out of there yeah.
2: <laughs> in the and the horror of it or the the dread of it is you have to put yourself in their situation,
1: oh yeah, and you're just like, How the hell could you possibly get out of this? Yeah, you well, know how can you get out a, of it a lose lose situation
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and and how like I don't understand how th- these astronauts go up into space that like okay, to me it would be so scary but oh, like, yeah. to 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 actually you know have to explore something that's never been explored. Mm. Before and you got you have no idea what's there. Right. Plus, you we're all parents
0: of. here. What would you know if you get into a a, a rocket or whatever you want to call it? <laughs> you have a greater chance of not coming back. You know what? What is it? And I guess it's it's there as scientists or you know there's something inside of them that's such a driving force that makes them even go in the first place because you have very little chance of succeeding, but you don't don't even know what your chances are of succeeding. We've never been there before, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet you leave your children and your life and you know.
1: And we know from the different, you know, space disasters that have occurred, it doesn't Mm -hmm. take much for things to go horribly, horribly wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. one little miscalculation and you're thrown off
0: course. Um, One little piece of styrofoam. You know. know, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely thought that uh, the style of the movie was really good. It's almost like a a NASA like documentary, mm-hmm. docudrama, you know, and, and the and the the horror and the dread and everything. It just comes from what's actually going on, like the situation, like the like I said, there's no no jump scares, no, uh, you know. I, I know that Tammy had said like they do get picked off some of them get picked off but it's not like you see a bunch of stuff there's like not something doesn't jump out and cut no, somebody's head off No I'm
0: trying to be a, yeah I'm trying to be as yeah. vague as possible just Yeah they meet some, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they're they just, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how to say it without saying it. It's kind
1: of another one bites the dust sort of movie. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's not like they're getting stalked the whole time. Or, no, no,
0: no. There's not like yeah. a creature picking them off. Um, yeah. It it's just kind of follows that formula.
1: Well, I think something, you know, that to address, I think, Mark, that you said earlier, you said the first half is hard to get into. But I think that when you get into the second half, the stuff in the first half, I think, makes more sense. Yeah, you know, like like there, you hear them talking about certain things in the first half, but you don't know exactly what they're talking about, yeah. and then it's revealed in the second half. So I think that there is still payoff when you get to the second half. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm I'm going to say it this way: like I think for the um, average listener of the horror cast, or maybe the average uh, horror fan, you you might think like, okay, when does anything happen? You know, you have to you have to be a fan of these types of movies where there's a lot of setup It's like
1: last time we talked about 2001 you know like if that's not your kind of movie this might not be either possibly this is definitely it's a quicker movie than 2001 (laughs) even is um but still it's on that it's on that kind of level in a certain way
2: yeah yeah, so that's what I'm saying. A lot. There are certain horror fans that they need more action. They need, right? You know, and and that's that's not what this is. Um, but like I said, I think it, it But if does you're a science fiction sense fan, of dri- I think it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, science fiction, one hundred percent. Like if like you're, if
1: you're, if you're both, you get both yeah. in this movie. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that kind of goes with that non-linear format, though. You have to wait. You don't yeah. get one answer after an answer. and you know. Actually, I mean, by the time you're watching this, uh, whatever it is, this NASA panel or wherever this lady is sitting on, this has all already happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you just get little, you have to be willing to kind of just, you know, you learn slowly who everybody is and what's going on. And, and it's not a movie that holds you. your
1: hand. Like, I do appreciate no. movies that that don't feel like they're insulting your intelligence, you know, that don't feel like they're talking down to you. Um, and I appreciate movies like that. Uh, this is definitely one of them.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm afraid I'm, I'm probably sounding very pretentious in this episode <laughs> with bashing event, rising and praising this, <laughs> all uh, of you, but, that have the you know, same and like being on the critic side for both movies, but, um,
2: same intellectual
1: capacity yeah. <laughs> is, uh, I gotta be true to my heart, yeah. you know,
2: but I um, will say this, it's like, uh, you were saying, Tammy, this, this could happen.
0: Uh, it's know? kind of happening in, now
2: in our lifetime. Yeah, this sort of thing could possibly happen. You know, uh, whether we finally send somebody to, you know, Mars or whatever. How 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 long did they say it would take for somebody to get to Mars? No,
1: I don't time. remember. I know the biggest problem with Mars is kind of what the, some of the address in this is radiation. Uh, yeah, human beings are exposed to a huge amount of radiation as they move through space. And that's one of the hardest things that they have to get around. Yeah.
2: But, you know, it, there's going to be, there's going to be advances and this, this kind of stuff, um, it will happen. Like, I think we will eventually send somebody, you know, to Mars or whatever. And well, you, you still know what, what's there or what could happen or, or any of that. So that's what. Yeah.
1: That's what this is scary, kind of like man. a this is kind of like a near future movie, yeah, you know, but what's interesting is that it's not NASA in this it's like a private venture, yep. Which you is know the way that it's woman is like you- the c e o yep. and everything like that, and we see that more and more yeah spacex and yeah um you know so it it is it does feel very realistic in that way, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, more and, so now than it did it when this movie came out, yeah sure. yeah,
1: definitely yep yeah and and i'll
2: say say this I, I'll look through some of the IMDb, um, reviews. And, and I mean, th- this is some of the stuff that you know, badly edited movie. No. Ab- it's- about a space expedition going wrong. What? How's how, how can you say it's badly? E- it's actually extremely well edited.
1: <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's amazing how it all comes together. I think
0: Yes, <laughs> I agree.
2: an uninteresting failure what? as both found footage and sci-fi thriller. No, uh, you know, so I don't know.
0: Like I said, I don't always love found footage. I love this. Yeah. It really worked here.
2: Yeah. So I think it really just depends on what, what your cup of tea is. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, um, anything like that you didn't like about
1: it? Uh, I really don't have no, any, I don't have any, um, no,
0: I don't have any dislikes.
1: I mean, I, I really just kind of, I enjoy it for really what it is and what it does. Um, there's not many movies like it.
2: Yeah, definitely uh, not. I, I'm going to say this. I, I do think, like I said, that the beginning is a little slow and it takes a while to get going. Uh, and I think that, um, like you said, Vin, if I watch it again, knowing the ending, like I'll, I'll be looking for things and, and hearing, you know, listening for things that that will give me clues as to you know what's going. On. But I, I, I had a this is just me. I had a, a little bit harder of a time like getting into it. Uh, but about halfway through, that's when it really started to interest me. Um, but that's the only, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's understandable. It's not yeah. a movie that really lets you know where it's going. Yeah. You know, you just know that something kind of goes wrong, and they're talking about it in past tense. Yeah. Um, and it's really not until we, you're half of the movie that you start seeing the things that they start talking about, really. Um, but I can, yeah, I can totally see somebody. Uh, you know it, i hope that nobody would just turn it off and give up on it before i, <laughs> I, th-
2: I think <laughs> i think many would i think many would and that's why i wanted to say yeah give it just keep at it keep keep that second it. half it, is worth it it really yeah, is yeah the second half yeah. is is better and is worth it the payoff there is a payoff so um you know please please uh stay with it um i, I just You know, really, really impressed with this one, um, especially with the low budget. I mean, just, just it's a testament to what a filmmaker can do. I mean, you you can see uh, the first one, Event Horizon, which more people know, and yes, it's got a special edition and. No, the, I think it was like sixty-two million dollars.
0: Overall, it's a Hollywood pretty budget. Yeah, there are a lot of people in
2: dollars. the
1: horror community that loves that that love that movie too. It's very well loved in the community.
2: But but sixty-two million dollars, mm. um, and I, I guarantee you this movie didn't have but a couple million dollar budget. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, and they they did some some great things with it. Yep, so. All right. Their budget else? was
0: ten million.
2: Ten? Yeah, I I, I figured that. I was gonna Nothing say today. ten, and but, then I said a few.
0: But the box office was one hundred twenty five thousand six.
2: Yeah. Ow. Yeah. This this was this was it did not. I don't even yeah. remember this coming out. Do you? I mean, did it come out at the box office? I
1: saw it online somewhere. It yeah. Says domestic
0: box office million.
1: Which, I'm which guessing 2013, me, maybe it was on Netflix or something like that. Yeah,
2: which to me means if it was $125,000 at the box office, it means it came out in like two or three markets for like a very limited run. Yeah. That That's, you know, but it, it deserves yeah. more eyes on it. I think it's in it.
1: the festival circuit, but.
2: Yeah, it deserves more eyes on it. Uh, and while it's not a traditional horror, uh, it is definitely something that if you are a sci-fi thriller fan up uh, and, and this thing has somehow escaped you or slipped past you, you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised, um, with this one. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and rate it. Um, I'm going to let Vin go ahead and rate it. I think I know what he's going to give it. Uh, <laughs> want me to guess?
1: <laughs> yeah, go for it.
2: Nine out of 10.
1: Yeah, I was going back between an eight point five and a nine, and uh, but I think I am going to go for a nine. I, you know, it's. I mean, it, there there is that whole beginning where you know the first act is a little bit kind of slower and the weakest of the acts, but man, that that payoff is so good at the end, and uh, I am still left with a sense of kind of awe, you know, at the yeah. whole thing. Um, so yeah, I am willing to go with a nine on this one. I think uh, this is definitely one that I want to own, and uh, that I'll definitely come back to.
2: Do they have a Blu-ray of it?
1: I don't know. I, I've never really looked for it in physical media, but now I'm mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, Taminator. Uh,
0: yes, there's a Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to. Uh, you know, it it just ticks so many boxes for me. I think i gotta going to go with like an 8.75. I was kind of going between an 8.5 and a 9, so I'll go right in the middle. Um, it just ticks all my boxes. It's space and it's smart and it's, uh, you know, non-linear and yeah, it's just, it was really enjoyable. Um, I'm glad I finally watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good.
2: Um, I give it an eight out of 10. Uh, I'm one of those people who needs just a little more action throughout to keep me engaged I'm not saying I was disengaged from this or unengaged. Um, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, like something like alien was right up my alley. Cause that's almost like there's stuff all throughout. Uh, but this is still a very, very well-made film. I, I don't know if, um, does this, uh, filmmaker even have anything else? I'm looking here. Sebastian, Sebastian Cordero, uh,
1: he's Ecuadorian, by the way. Which we don't see a lot of Ecuadorian directors. So, no, you know, releasing uh, films here.
2: He, he has not really had. He's got two other credits after this, but they're. They look
1: like they're, they're Equ-
0: Ecuadorian.
2: Ecuadorian one yeah. was like a a movie about sports, and
1: I definitely yeah. get the impression of a confident hand. Yeah. You know, in this.
2: Yeah. So, I would definitely think that he would be a guy to, to keep an eye on, but it doesn't look like he's putting too much out into the world right now. So, come on, man. Come on, Sebastian. All right. Well, there you go. That is our review of Europa Report. And with that, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Hardcast. So, let's go ahead and uh, give our plugs. Van, where can people find you on the internet?
1: On Facebook, I'm Vin Horcast. Uh, my blog is theRevenantReview.com, and on YouTube, I have a BookTube channel called Revenant Reads.
2: All right. How about you, Taminator?
0: <laughs> um, on Facebook, I am Taminator Tammy Turner, or you can find us on our group page. All
2: right. Yep. Check us out on Facebook. Our Horcast group page. We. We also each have a, a personal page, um, and we love to communicate and correspond with you on there. That's probably about 95% of our um, uh, correspondence is on Facebook, so check us out there and join the conversation. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at The HCast and on Instagram at The Horrorcast and on tiktok at the horrorcast i didn't do much with that this week but we'll get more uh stuff up there very soon all right oh yeah and i i, I keep forgetting to say it but uh if you still would like to email us if you're old school it's ask the horrorcast at gmail.com all right well that's gonna do it for the horrorcast where it's all killer no filler stay scared